afternoon, everybody, or for morning, those of you out there watching this on the West Coast, and for those of you listening on the podcast, thanks as always. This is John Barrows with Make It Happen Mondays, and since we didn't have a Facebook Live session on the group last week, we usually do, for those of you who don't know, on the Make It Happen group on Facebook Live, uh, for just people who are in that group, we do a Friday happy hour where Morgan and I get together from 4 to 5 o'clock East Coast time. And we answer all the questions that were in the community that we weren't able to get to and also open it up for live discussion for anybody who has questions. So it's almost like office hours. So for those of you who are out there looking for some live coaching, do not hesitate to join us four o'clock to five o'clock every Friday. But last Friday, we couldn't do it because both Morgan and I were pretty busy with a bunch of other stuff. So I'm having Morgan come on, make it happen Monday, which hasn't been a while. It's been a little while for this one specifically. So what's going on, Morgan? How you been? Doing good. Doing good, John. Crushing it. And uh, I wanted to bring Morgan on for one very specific reason. So for those of you uh, who've been following us, you know, Morgan, would you come on board? October last year? Oh, yeah. October 15th. Okay, so October 15th. And we kind of put together a ramp schedule to get Morgan out there. He's obviously, you know, executing and selling. Um, That's why we came up with his title as director of sales execution, but also evolution. Right. So he's executing on sales to drive revenue for Jay Barrows, but he's also getting out there to go deliver because that's one of the main goals is to get Morgan out there to deliver. So I can kind of stop being on the road 100 percent of the time and work a little bit more on the business here. And we're, we're at that point where last week Morgan did his first half day session um, without me being there. And then th- tomorrow, right, tomorrow's your first full day session. Tomorrow's first full day session. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going through this progression. And one of the things that we wanted to hone in on with this podcast right here with this Make It Happen Monday is is the is how critical preparation is. Because I remember, Morgan, when we did we, we did a half day session, uh, what was it, like a month ago where you came out with me and I kind of did the driving to close stuff. And then you took over the fill in the funnel mm-hmm. and it went well. Right. But you, you kind of felt a little like, you know, choppy. And I mean, the feedback from you was like, yeah, it felt OK, but. Right. And it was because I kind of was like, OK, here's the slide deck. You've watched me a couple of times now. Get up and, and see what happens. And I was there to help kind of fill in the blanks. Right. But it, and it went OK from your perspective. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was all right. Yeah. But then let's talk about your prep for going out there and doing it on your own and kind of the process we went through and then the difference that it made. So why don't you share with people kind of how you got to where you got to yes, uh, last week and, and how in the result of what happened last week. Yeah. So big thing is, you know, I've done half day sessions before, but not with the slides and without any backup or references from the online portal that we have. So this was me. Hey, I'm coming to the slides. I'm going to do the presentation, standing up there the entire time and going through everything. And the difference in the one last Friday was the fact that we took the time to actually prepare and go through each slide together. So John and I went to the slides from a full day perspective. We went through every single one. It's probably two hours and a half, three hour conversation. Uh, We went through every single one and detailed what examples I need to talk about, the things that I need to dive more deeper into and other slides and other examples that I can run through to make sure everyone's getting the most value out of the training. And when we brought that out and then I looked over the material, went over the examples myself, printed out the slides so I could look at them if I'm on the move or in, in the middle of transit, I've actually was able to profess my message a lot better and I felt more confident. And because I felt more confident, I was willing to engage more and I could flow through the slides and it almost felt like that was part of the training and it wasn't like I was making things up along the way. Love it, man. 
man. And that's, and I think that's the key in, in the message that I want to make sure that everybody who's listening to this or is engaged in what's up, Rob, uh, Oh, it's rock. Hey, what's up, rock. Um, <clears throat> but uh, for everybody who's listening to this right now is, is how the difference between prep and non-prep is literally night and day when it comes to presenting meeting with clients or any of that stuff. So, you know, let's translate this now to everybody else who's going through the day to day from a meeting standpoint, right? I mean, you've been on meetings. We've all been on meetings where we kind of just showed up and we we asked our basic questions, right? Like, you know, you're, I call them the doctor checkup questions. The stuff you have to ask, you know, for us, it's how many sales reps do you have? How many SDRs versus BDRs? What's your average deal size? Those type of things. But you've also gone on to meetings where you've gone on their website, you've looked at their business, you've asked and can you can, do you have any examples of of when the, the the difference between when you prep for a meeting and how you like walk people through how you prep for meetings and then the difference between the ones where you just feel like you're kind of going through the motions because you got a lot going on that day and you just didn't get a chance. So could you walk people through kind of like how you prep for a meeting with a client like that's scheduled on the calendar, like not necessarily a cold call, but yeah. a meeting that you have like a qual call scheduled where you're going to talk about our solution and that type of thing? What's your process that you go through? Yeah, so from a qualifications call standpoint, I'm going to the website. I look at case studies. I look at also Aller. I put the company in Aller, and they have just a brief background. What other competitors that they what who they're facing against, um, and then also additionally, I'll do a quick look at someone's LinkedIn profile to see is there someone else they're connected with that I know really well. What are their interests? What previous companies they were at, I think that's really key because it could be like, wait, you were at a company two years ago and that is actually a client of ours. So those are things that I try to pick apart in piece. And then I also try to see who they might directly report to uh, just so I have that name and reference when they say, oh, I have to go to my my boss who's the CFO or the CMO or the CEO. At least I have a frame of reference to be like, oh, yeah, I know that's Sally or I know that's Bob. So those are ways that I prepare before the call and just making sure that I understand how many products that they're selling and what they're about to do uh, from an initial standpoint, I try to drive all the insights I can from that website uh, additionally. And the reason that it goes really well is I've had a lot of, especially executives, when I send them the shared agenda before a call, they're super excited about it. Cause they're like, Oh yes, like this is exactly what I tell my reps to do. And now they know this is going to be a good call because I've sent them at least something to go into with the frame of reference and we don't really get off track. We get exactly where we need to go. Now, if it's a meeting where, like John said, there's a lot of stuff going on, which you know has happened to me before, I sometimes may forget this in the agenda or I just didn't have enough time. And the call goes well, but it goes all over the place. And we don't really get to – we get to next steps, but it could have been a lot better. And I don't get questions that I wanted answered answered. So having that agenda allows you to be like, okay, I sent this to you, and now we have a guiding conversation. And it also allows you to not look – it doesn't make you look like you don't know what's going on when you ask, what are the one or two things you want to get this call today? Because if yeah. you don't set an agenda and you ask that, it, it seems like you actually haven't done any homework and you're going to basically ostracize yourself. And you don't want that. Yeah, I love it, man. And so for those who are just to, tactically, right, what Morgan talks about is we have a checklist for, you know, you go through your checklist before every meeting. And I recommend everybody putting together a checklist, a very simple one, too. It doesn't have to be too intense. But just like Morgan said, you look at their LinkedIn profile, you look at their website, look at any news and events, you open up Owler, look at who their competition is that type of stuff. And then ideally you come up with like two or three questions that are very relevant to that account and that person based on the homework that you do. 
right? So it's not, I, look, I get the doctor checkup questions. We need to know those, but I like to come up with at least two or three that show that I've done my homework, right? And then another recommendation here, and this actually, uh, you use a specific tool for this. I just use a template. But the other recommendation we have is to literally structure the way you take your notes, right? So like literally, I actually have a template that I use in um, uh, Evernote that I cut and paste and it's like company about us. So I can literally look up and say, okay, what do they do? So I you know, don't have to bounce to their website. LinkedIn profiles on everybody. What, you know, what source did it, was it an inbound or a cold call? And then what are, what are my goals for the meeting? What's the agenda, right? Mm-hmm. And I have that so that I can just be very systematic. Now, what tool do you use to do that again? Uh, Costello. Costello. And you yeah. still liking it? I, I, I love it. It makes it easy for me. I can bounce around and it's guided by the process of is someone, what are their buying triggers? Like what are the next steps? Like it has all planned it out for me. So I know exactly what I'm doing and I'm not lost. And it makes the calls just easier for me. Love it. Yeah. yeah. And I think anything that'll help you stay structured in the conversation. So you're not all over the place, which is that, that big thing, which I'm a huge believer, as you know, of that agenda, that shared agenda. So that's actually one of my favorite nuggets about out of all this training is when you have a meeting coming up the next day and instead of sending an email, this is for everybody else listening, you know, instead of sending an email saying, hey, are we still on for tomorrow? I'll send you an email saying, hey, I'm looking forward to our meeting tomorrow in order to get the most out of our time together. I put together a few points here. I wanted to make sure that we cover what else do you want to make sure that we add. Right. And we put three bullet points in there of what we want to talk about that shows you've done your homework. And then you leave three bullet points blank, effectively telling them fill in the blanks. And to your point, Morgan, do you notice a difference between the clients that respond to that versus the ones that don't? Respond to the shared agenda? Yeah. Like as far as the quality of the conversation? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think you meant responding to the email. Yes, the the quality of the conversation is definitely better uh, because most people don't respond, but they'll be like, I saw it. And so now they are... I would believe, I don't think they haven't told me this, but I would believe they've actually come more prepared to have the conversation about that. Because in anyone who's really who's listening and you're in a meeting and you're going into it and you don't really know what's going to happen, your your brain's all over the place. So especially with every other meeting that you had, you're kind of like trying to figure out for the first five to 10 minutes, what am I actually here for? So that agenda allows for like, as soon as the conversation starts, we know why we're here and it's not a confusion. And that's the key because, I mean, if you look at my schedule, I mean, I showed you my schedule today. It's yeah. literally like every half hour until six o'clock, like right after we get, we got to end this exactly at one o'clock because I got a one o'clock or one thirty, you know, that type of thing. So I don't have a lot of time. And some of them are clients and some of them are prospects and some of them are partners. And I will tell you right now, without an agenda, if a partner has a meeting with me and it's without an agenda, I, I literally get on the call and I'm like, all right, what are we here to talk about? Like, but and it we waste the first five to ten minutes of the conversation figuring out what uh, reminding me. Whereas if I had it in the agenda and I would have just opened up that meeting invitation, be like boom, 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 and here's a link to our website or something like that. I was like, oh, cool, here we are, let's talk. Yeah. So it's the same thing with executives, right? Um, you know, I wrote a post a little while ago called "Executives Like Children." They need structure. Right. If you don't have structure, they tend to fall apart or they tend to be all over the place with the conversation. And that's both working with an executive, like having a call with an executive and also bringing an executive with you. Yep. Like We've talked about this. Like if you want, we've, I've been on a few calls with you, right, where you've pulled me in to talk to the client. And without you telling me, without you giving me some instruction as far as, John, this is what my goal is. Here's the right. agenda. Here's what I need you to talk about. 
I mean, you know me, man, and I've done this before. I've pretty much taken over the conversation, yeah. right? But but that happened in a sense, though, where I did tell you what was going to happen, but then it didn't happen, and we got we both got blindsided, right? And, so, and you you have to adjust, right? Adjust. So definitely make sure that if you do do that, and someone ends up taking a call that's your your boss, your leader, like I understand that like that's situational because it happened on one call because I was like, I don't know what is going on because we weren't we both weren't expecting it. Right. And well, and I did the same thing to you. I brought you on the call with certain expectations for the client when I'm talking. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm like slacking you being like, dude, sorry about this. This is so off topic. I have no idea what this dude's doing right now. Yeah. So there's only so much you can do to control it. But at least if you put those parameters in place, you have something to fall back on. Right. Yeah. So if it does go off topic, you can be like, hey, I'm sorry. I was not prepared for this part of the conversation. Like I sent you an agenda yesterday of what I was expecting out of this call. I know you probably didn't see it, but can we reschedule this call? Because I'm really not prepared to have this conversation. I didn't come in with the info, or the, you know, that type of stuff. So maybe like, let's gather a little bit more intel of what you're looking for. And I'll, let's circle back maybe in a week or so. Or something. Exactly. So with that approach, by the way, where you have a checklist, you send an agenda beforehand and then small nuanced tactical things here, everybody. Uh, so I send the email out usually the, around noontime the day before the meeting. Right. To give them a chance to respond to it, yeah, even if, right. they, if they do or don't, doesn't matter. Well, it does. But but uh, what I'll do is the morning of the meeting, I will then update the meeting invitation with the agenda in there. Don't put the agenda in the original meeting invitation. Nobody looks at it. But if you update it the morning of and there's no time change, then the person's forced to be like, well, what's the update here? And they look then they see the agenda and then you start the conversation off with, hey, thanks so much for your time you know, 30 minutes still great. Well, I'm sure you probably didn't see the agenda. Here's a few things, build it together, then go through it. Right. So have you been, have you had it? Cause I know you're really getting into, um, uh, you know, meetings and, and, you know, moving from the SDR, SDR manager to really the, now the closing role here at Jay Barrows is effectively an AE. Have you been part of meetings yet where either, you can tell that the client, like, you know, they, they kick off, well, let me tell you a little background on us. And you almost feel awkward because you've already, you already know their background. Have you had that happen so far? That that's happened. Uh, and sometimes I'll just cut to the chase and be like, you know, Hey, like, cause they'll go ask like, Hey, do you like need a background? I'm like, no, like I know this, this, and this, like you sell this, like, let's hop into it. A lot of people normally don't do that, which is cool with me. Cause I've already done my research and that's again, like it's time, like that's five to 10 minutes of you telling me the background of something that, I mean, that's probably great, but I can go look that up on your website. So we're here to have a conversation of things I can't find out on the website. Yeah. And that it's funny because I can tell how bad we are as sales, as the sales profession in general, and how many sales reps just go through the motion without doing any real prep on a meeting, because I still get that to this day where a client was like, all right, well, John, let me get a little background on us. And, and I have to politely interrupt them and be like, look, I appreciate it. I know when you were founded, I know what your company does. I know who your target audience is. You know, I do have some qualifying questions around your background and your history and your direction, but we can skip this part. And you can literally almost hear like the, like they're almost the relief because, because they're like, oh wait, we can have a real conversation instead of a sales rep just asking me their bank questions and you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So there's that. And then and then you know you're in a good conversation, and I don't know if this is happening yet, but it's happened to me not all the time, but it frequently where they where they say, "Wow, you've done your homework." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where somebody literally like almost interrupts you as you're talking to them, 
and you say, whoa, you've done your homework. And when that happens, you got them because yeah. you're, you're, you're getting them out of their typical day-to-day sales rep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. And I'm going to preface a, uh, um, a podcast that we're going to have coming up here uh, on make it happen Monday. I think it's going to be, uh, where is this? Um, it is on seven sixteen, so July sixteenth, the Monday. Oh crap! No, I can't do that one. Can't do that. One. <laughs> seven nine. Uh, se- no, it's actually the ninth. Uh, yeah, so July ninth uh, with Armin over at Drift because he said something that kind of really, really got my brain almost working overdrive. Which is, uh, he's the VP of Sales at Drift, and he talks about how we do certain things that that put customers into the like. All of a sudden, we, it triggers a response from a customer in the sense that as soon as we start saying, like, for instance, if we're in a face-to-face meeting and I would open up my laptop for the presentation, that triggers to the client that, oh, now it's my time to shut up and lo- listen to said sales rep's presentation right. and not engage, Right. It's the same thing when we talk about uh, how we introduce ourselves over the phone. When you say, hi, this is John Barrows from Jay Barrows Consulting, when somebody picks up the phone, it's an automatic trigger to be like, ah, this is a sales call. How can I get out? So we want to pattern interrupt that, right? By saying, hey, thanks for taking my call. Do you have a couple of minutes? And now it's, uh, right, what's this about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a lot of what we want to do here is, is, is interrupt the pattern of bad sales professionals who continue to drone through PowerPoint presentations, ask basic yeah. questions. And that preparation, even as small as it might be, five minutes, 10 minutes, it makes a world of difference for the conversation, right? Yeah, it does. It does. More of a training. Um, I'm gonna, there's a couple of questions. Uh, Lucas actually brings, brings us one. Do you set aside time each day to tackle email? What's your approach on tackling email? Do you kind of do it throughout the day or do you set aside time to go after emails? I do it throughout the day because what I've realized is I'm massively ADD and sometimes in my head I feel like I respond to an email and then I look back and I didn't. So I try to, if it's important, I try to tackle it as immediately as possible. If I am on the move or there's something else I need to do, I'll wait and try to tackle it at towards the end of the day, but it really depends on where I'm at, where I'm going, what's going on. So there's obviously like our, our travel schedule and the way that we operate is probably different than most salespeople that are in the office and they have like, they're in the routine. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I'll, I'll tie this back to the preparation, kind of the topic here of, of I'd rather email can wait. Any email can wait unless it's a super high priority. Look, we're not, you know, we're, I always say that we're not emergency room doctors here. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're selling shit. So pretty much anything can wait until the end of the day. Um, but uh, so that's, I'd actually prefer to prep for a client more than I would to respond to an email from a client. So for instance, today, you know, with all my meetings back to back to back to back, yeah, there's a bunch of emails in my inbox right now that I, you know, I could respond to right now, but I need to make sure that we I prep for the next call. So going, that's why having that checklist and going through that to me is a higher priority than looking at emails. And I'm a zero inbox guy. Not everybody's like that, but I'll usually start at the bottom and move my way up. Um, but that said, you know, I use the different flags as far as priority. I need to respond to this one today. Everybody else can wait. But, um, you know, with the theme of, of preparation today, you know, I usually do all my prep for the next day that the night before. So, for instance, last night I was going through my checklist for all my meetings today. Right. Because I because I knew I had a bananas, a bananas day today and I'm not going to have time. I mean, we're going to end this here in 10 minutes. 
I'm not going to have time to all of a sudden jump on that website, figure out who that person is, understand yeah. what my questions are. I'm going to have to jump right into that call. And if I haven't done my prep, then I'm your typical piece of shit yeah. sales rep that's like, so tell me about your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I lose a lot of credit. I think I lose a lot of credibility by taking that approach and not being present in the meeting, be able to have a good conversation because I, I forgot the prep. So um, what other examples have you seen in um, from a prep standpoint where it's helped you or some of the things that you you're working with reps right on right now to, to, to prep the right way? Are there any other nuanced things that you do to to give you that edge when you prep? I think another another thing that you can do is go to LinkedIn Sales Navigator and see and go to the company and you can see who's been mentioned in the past 30 days. So you can kind of see who in the news is being talked about. Is there a quote that you can grab from a C-suite? Uh, something that I'm doing if it's if it's an account, if I have time to do that, that's obviously a little bit more time to do. So I'll do something that as well. Additionally, I'll try to see if there's anything on YouTube or someone's on a podcast that I can use as a frame of reference to be in the conversation. But the things I mentioned before are the main things that I do before I hop on a call. And that's just for time's sake. And you're going to get a, high, a lot of high value. Obviously, as the conversation evolves and you get more integrated into the sales process, there's a ton of other things that you can do. Nudge is there. You can use Aller again, feed lead. If they said they're interested in this type of topic, you can send it over. So those are things you can do after the sale, after the sales cycle has begun. But that qualification call, there's definitely a lot of things you can do of that nature. And I think, and I like, think like, uh, um, a lot of stuff where, you know, having those, so we talk about small talk, right? And a lot of reps like to build the rapport at the beginning of the conversation. They talk about the sports, the weather, you know, that type of stuff, which is fine if it's directly relevant. Like if you're calling into, you know, uh, California, congrats, you know, on the Warriors type of thing, fine. Yeah. Uh, or you see, hey, Ovechkin, that was cool. But, you know, it better be super timely or super relevant um, because a lot of times it comes off as disingenuous in the sense that, you know, if I see a rep trying to build rapport with me of something that is just like, yeah, okay, fine. And I, I actually, I almost roll my eyes at it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, anyways. Like if a rep said congratulations on the Super Bowl like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Or even, or like, Hey John, I see you went to the university of Maryland, you know, what'd you think? I'd be like, dude, you know, that was fucking 20 years ago. Like, yeah, go Terps, whatever. Why are we here to talk? Um, but what I realize, what I think is a better way of creating small talk and building rapport is based on the research that you've done for that account to prep for that meeting. Right. Yeah. I'll even say to people, Hey, in preparation for our meeting today, um, you know, I, I was actually looking at your website and I noticed this article where it talked about how you're scaling or growing or doing whatever, you know, before we really get into the sales training side, help me understand, like, why are you guys going into those markets or what helped get you that to that level or whatever it is? Because I'm genuinely curious about that. That to me, way better small talk and rapport building because it reinforces the prep you've done for that meeting. And it kind of shows that person, Hey, you better be ready for this conversation because I'm coming with fire as opposed to just going through my typical Right. Um, and one more thing, have you, um, so you've gotten a bunch of the meeting efficiency surveys that we do for the meetings that you have, right? Yep. Okay. How helpful have those been as far as skipping some steps? Uh, extremely helpful. I was on a panel last week and I told everyone that's something that they need to look into. It cuts off the checkup questions I don't have to go through and I can just hop right into it. And those conversations end up being better because we don't have to talk about how many reps you have, like, what are you looking to do? Like, what are some 
the ACV, the contract value, like all that's already answered. So we don't have to hop in the numbers of things. We can hop into like the strategic value prop of this training and also like how this is going to help you in the long term. Yeah. And, and, and so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, and by the way, I want some of your feedback too on what else we should put in there. That's not over overly, you know, asking too much, but it's stuff that's again, of you know what, we could just ask that question. And for those listening or, or on the uh, Facebook live right now or listening on the podcast, highly recommend considering this. It's called the meeting efficiency survey. And what it is, is client fills out said form on website, right? With the basics, their name, their company, whatever, and what they're looking for. What we do then is we send them an email with the agenda. Hey, looking forward, or no, with a link to our calendar, right? Hey, pick a time. And then also, hey, if you have a few extra minutes, if you could fill out this meeting efficiency survey. And what yeah. it is, it's a bunch of, you could do this through SurveyMonkey, any type of free software, pulled out of any of that stuff. And it's just, check off drop down lists. Like you don't fill in the blanks. This, this, you're not asking the client to write anything. You're asking them to just check off boxes. And for us, like Morgan said, what's your average deal size? What's your current conversion ratios? How many sales reps do you have? How many SDRs? How many BDRs? What's your sales cycle length? What's your, you know, those type of things. Yep. Stuff that we call doctor checkup questions, the stuff that you need to know, but are kind of the eh part of the conversation. You know what I mean? They're, like I always felt like that was the I'd be in a really cool conversation with somebody and I'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got to ask you these five questions that just yeah. suck. I mean, they don't suck, but they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So we send that to them. They fill that out. So we now have that intel before going into that meeting and we could skip that whole step. So yep. you can do this with SDRs and AD handoff. Right. Because a lot of times, depending on how much the SDR qualifies the account, sometimes they qualify at a very basic level. And then it gets flipped to the AE and the AE is kind of frustrated because this isn't a qualified opportunity or it's kind of a bullshit meeting. Yeah, they don't want that. Meeting efficiency survey as an AE. Hey, I'm looking forward. Thanks so much, Morgan, for setting us up this meeting. Hey, said client, I'm super excited to, you know, for our conversation coming up here. If you could take two seconds to fill out this meeting efficiency survey, it'll really help me prepare. And again, same thing with the agenda. Like you said earlier, the people that respond to that agenda, meetings go much better and they're more engaged. Same thing with the meeting efficiency survey. You'll find that the people who take the time to fill that out, those conversations obviously go way better than the people that don't. Yeah, so, exactly. Any other things, any other tips on the uh, uh, to, to finish up here because we've got about two minutes left. Any other things on preparation and, and stuff that people listening here could take away or just uh, some tactics, techniques, or just an overall thought process on, on preparation that we should leave them with here? Yeah, I think – Every single great person that you follow or you admire does preparation. I think the only person who says they don't prepare is Gary, but Gary is an anomaly. Yeah. He's a unique case. So like, don't, don't listen, don't listen to him in that regard. But yeah. for I mean, everyone else, like Tony Robbins, obviously he's number, like probably one of the number one speakers in the world. Like he does over prepares for every talk that he does. Um, obviously I, I respect him, but I hate his team, Tom Brady, um, <laughs> Peyton Manning, they're all, I mean, even the, even if you don't like him, LeBron, same way. So they all over-prepare and they know exactly what's going on. And Draymond Green, from a defensive standpoint, he knows all the schemes in the NBA. Uh, most people don't know that. But that's the reason why they're doing really well at what they do. They over-prepare and they try to figure out how they can get better each time. So for me, I was a person that normally doesn't like preparing for things. But as I've grown in my career and as I've just grown from a business acumen standpoint, I've realized that preparing for the activities that you could already already be good at, you can actually be phenomenal, phenomenal and great if you just take the time to prepare. 
and do the due diligence of putting yourself in a good spot. Love it, man. And I'll, I'll make one last point on this. Let's put it this way. The most valuable asset anybody, anybody has is time. Yeah. It's the one thing you can't get back. So by not preparing for meetings, you are completely disrespecting the person's time that you are asking for. By preparing for it, you're showing at least some level of respect and it will go a long way as far as engaging and everything else. All right. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, we're tying things up here Um, this week. Actually, we're going to have I'm going to promo this too uh, on on the Friday afternoon happy hour. We missed it last week because both Morgan and I were busy this week. I'm actually going to my uh, nephew's uh, graduation. So I'm going to be out in California, so I won't be able to do it. So we are going to have a very special guest. on Friday with uh, with Morgan to chat about some of the challenges and answer some of the questions. So please join us. Join the Make It Happen group. Uh, you got to go to the Facebook page, Jay, uh, Facebook slash Jay Barrows, and then look for the Make It Happen group there. We answer tons of questions, high engagement. A lot of the reps who have actually gone through the training are in there answering questions, asking questions. So really good engagement there. Having a blast doing it. So join us on Friday. I won't be there, but Morgan's going to run it. It's going to be fire, all right? Yep. All right, everybody, y'all have a fantastic week. Make it happen, Morgan. Keep dialing. Keep it easy, guys. Later.